0: You know what I miss? Yeah. I'll tell you it is I miss machinery. I miss the smell of cutting fluid and I miss swinging a hammer and moving heavy, heavy things that can crush and kill you.
1: Failing. Failing.
0: Failing. When
1: we talk about failure. Some
0: battles you feel like you lost. And survival. Some battles you feel like you win. It's
1: tough. I had to make some decisions. We've all faced failure, but what steps do we take to launch ourselves into success? I'm Sarah Brown. There is life, your
0: drink. and then what we do with it.
1: And this is Failing Forward. Ryan, Morgan, I'm really excited that you're here today.
0: Hey, stoked to be here.
1: And uh, listeners, Ryan is the owner and baker of 16 Bricks. And I'm sure each of you have had this before. Maybe you didn't know you had it, but if you went to any of these awesome restaurants in Cincinnati, like...
0: Oh my gosh! There's so many to listen. I
1: know, I know. I read it on your. I read it on your website. But you have really cool pictures of some of the bakers on your website.
0: I do. Well, my bakers are very cute.
1: They are. I cute. try
0: to only hire cute people.
1: The, they were cute.
0: Well, you and know, van-
1: they were actually pretty impressive.
0: Those photographs are very fancy.
1: Yeah. My did you son take those?
0: works there. I did not, <clears throat> and I can't even tell you who did it.
1: Wait, where does your son work? He works for me. Oh, did he take yeah. those? No.
0: Okay. He was just one of the cute kids in the in the picture. Oh. Yeah.
1: Okay. He was all like, "Hey, I'm baking bread." How old is he? Twenty-one. You have 21. a child. that's a, twenty-one.
0: I'm old as shit. You don't look old. I'm forty-three. I'm a <laughs> seven. I'm a seventy-five.
1: Of off, don't say that because I'm forty-five. So the fact that you said you're old as shit now, I'm depressed.
0: Ha 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 ha. Sorry. <laughs>
1: We're moving on, <laughs> listeners. And I just told everybody of our listeners my age, which, by the way, this year, Ryan, I thought that I was turning 44. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hi, 44 again.
1: My husband was like, you're 45. It was kind of a depressing birthday. All right, we're moving on. Okay. Um, okay, first of all, let's give a shout out to Ann Chambers because she's the one that said that you would be so awesome. And when we chatted on the phone last week, yeah. I wanted to keep chatting but I because it was so awesome and I loved our conversation. But then I didn't want to, like, ruin our time together today. So, right. okay, tell me about where you're from, where'd you grow up?
0: Here in Cincinnati. Okay. I grew up in Norwood, where the N stands for knowledge. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, it was like, uh, you know, I had a mom and a dad.
1: Yeah. And
0: an older sister, younger brother, younger sister. Good.
1: Good. Grow Just up. Normal. normal.
0: Yeah. I mean, my dad was a maintenance man at a factory, he worked on the machinery. Yeah. And uh, a
1: lot of people in Norwood then, right? They yeah. Most of them worked for one of the plants over there, right? Yeah. He
0: did different stuff. He worked um like on machinery in a, like a welding fabricating shop. Okay. And, so uh, mechanical. Right. Super mechanical. He's like King Tinker, you might yeah. say. Yeah. You know? um, did you get some
1: of that? Do you some of oh, yeah. tinkerer?
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's, I mean, I've only been a mechanic all my life. That's all that's I've ever it. done. This bakery stuff, I'm not really sure where it came from.
1: Okay, we're going to talk it's about super that. Super accidental. So your mom.
0: Mom uh, watched all the kids. She was the babysitter of the neighborhood. You know, there was always like 30 fucking kids, 30 kids at my place, you know? Yeah. Like you'd go home and there'd be like kids and, you know, there's like we, there was a big garden in the backyard. There was always pasta. We didn't have any food to eat, you know, except yeah. for like that. Yeah, kind of got a little watery as the days went on, you know. Totally. Um Just regular blue collar house. Okay. You know.
1: So you grew up there. You stay in there. Cincinnati, or do you leave?
0: Um, I never left. I never left. I, lo- I mean, we left Norwood. We uh, sure. You know, Dad's company grew. He he ended up starting a company. There was a big oh. explosion in Norwood.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: he was contracted to fix those things. Place he worked went under, like, I don't know, he's had a very successful business for 30-some years now. Okay. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's been great for him and for me to get to go and work on motorcycle stuff.
1: And Are you a motorcycle like, guy? full
0: machine shop at my disposal. It's been yes. amazing. Um, yeah, super into motorcycles. I kind of, it's probably, well, like, my favorite thing in the world.
1: It's your. Why didn't you, like, do a job with that?
0: You know, I tried that. But there's not a lot of motorcycling to be done in Cincinnati. Hmm. Like it snows here, and it's fucking cold. Yeah, you know, so you get like three to four good riding months, and no one's going to.
1: Where are the biggest motorcycling states? Out
0: west, you know, Arizona can ride all year.
1: All year, yeah, but that would be so hot in the summer right?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it gets like, well here, like, cause I ride as much as I can, it yeah. gets really freaking cold here. Yeah. You know, and the snow is gnarly.
1: Right. 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 Okay. So love motorcycles. Yeah. Okay. You stay here after high school. Do you go to college? What, what do you do? No,
0: I, uh, I kind of, you know, I had a bit of a, you know, growing up wasn't for me was a little bit different than some people. I got in a little bit of trouble and Went on some vacations, you might say. I got it. I um, got you. But, you know, we moved to Cincinnati. You know, I went to this little school in Norwood, um, and then I went to performing arts. Really? After that, yeah. And it was it was super culture shock.
1: What super was, culture so shock. So when you go to performing arts, do you have to have a certain...
0: Like skill? Yeah. Yeah, they thought that I had some skills. Come on, I'm sure but, you did. you know, they were like... Honestly, talking shit is actually not a marketable skill.
1: <laughs> but hold on, but but like you become a baker, you become—that's an artist. I mean, yeah, you're, you know, cooking
0: is an art. It is for sure, for sure. And I can't do what like uh, what these chefs in this town do, or like in any town. Like I'm the world's worst cook. Like I would burn cereal. Like it's really bad. Like I can make tacos. That's it. Guacamole, my guacamole, you can't really fuck with. I'm kind of a purist, you know. <laughs> I don't really put a bunch of stuff in it, you know? right? Right. Um, but like, what I, when I go to restaurants and I see what people do with the bread that I supply them, is like uh, genius yeah. and amazing. Like, I it's so cool to see these people's creations. You know? Yeah. I think that's kind of what really happened with bread is is uh, it's like always a troubleshooter. Like I started working with uh, cars.
1: Yeah.
0: What started following my dad around. Like I never played sports. I was bad at sports. I just wanted to be my dad. Like I have visions of like watching him run machines and weld stuff. And when I was eight years old, I could solder pipe, you know, and by 10, I could weld better than most men, you know, and it just kind of went from there. It was just like, I was born and bred in a shop and, uh, you know, in shop mentality and shop men in shops are, they're really mean. Are they? Yeah, they're pretty mean, you know, and especially when you're the boss's kid, it's like.
1: Oh yeah, well of course. You old know, gnar.
0: <laughs> so you know, I've gotten very sharp-witted and sharp-tongued over the yeah. years, but tough-skinned. Yeah, yeah, you know, but uh, I don't know. You know, I tried to be artistic. I tried to, you know, play the bass guitar. I tried, to, like, I tried to do a lot of things: skateboard, sculpt, draw, like all these things, and I never. Like, I just don't have those skills. Like, I I don't, you know, I can make up uh, some songs with some lyrics that are really offensive and mean. Wait, That's seriously. That's about all I can do, yeah. But you can do that. You can I can make do lyrics... that, but they're all kind of offensive and mean, and I should probably never do it, you know.
1: Because <laughs> they might hurt someone's feelings. They
0: definitely are aimed at hurting people's feelings. Yeah, so it's yeah.
1: Well, I read one of your favorite bands, never heard of them because it was an article written about you. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Whatever this band was, I went and googled it, and they were saying very mean things.
0: Really? What band is this? I don't know, but it's an
1: article that was written about you, and they said, "What's your favorite band or song?" I'd never heard of this band before. Someone it was asked like me heavy what my metal. favorite
0: song was.
1: Yeah, it was like heavy metal. Listeners, yeah. I'm going to figure out and then off.
0: It was the Melvins. Yes, it, it was. was the Melvins. I remember. Yes. The, I remember it now. Yeah, the Melvins are great. They looked really scary. King Buzzo, I look like him. No, you don't. In my mind, when I wake up and my hair is not all glued down like it is right now. He looked like like, he was pissed. No, he's not mad at all. He's just very upset with the government and the state of affairs, you know, that we're in currently. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, that's that's his thing. Because
1: you have a kind heart and he looked really scary.
0: Oh, King Buzzo, he's not not very scary.
1: Okay. All right. I'll give him a second chance. You know, his dressing
0: attire is kind of hilarious, but... You know. So I should giggle at that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All
1: right. Moving on. So what were we talking about? We were the talking...
0: Melvins. No, before. You talk that. more about that. No, I don't know. Right, I want fine, to talk about you. Fine. Okay. Yeah, come okay. On.
1: Um You tried different arts stuff. Yeah, I tried
0: different art stuff. And it just
1: didn't bring you joy. You just didn't love no, it. Was I it think your That thing? was
0: kind of what happened with Brad.
1: Yeah. Tell me tell us how you got into take us to through the story of how you got to this.
0: Oh, it's not very interesting. Yes, it is. So I was, uh so like in my life, like I was a mechanic.
1: By the way, know. guess when I just yelled at Ryan right there with, yes, it is. I smiled at him while I said that. No,
0: she didn't. <laughs> she <laughs> gave me the finger and now she's kicking me. I just kicked him. <laughs> so like when I started, yes. like it was like shop, motorcycles, failure. It did not really failure. It was just, I was broke. Yeah, moved to cars like I just really oil and gasoline. Like I'm still kind of infatuated with it. Infatuated is that even yeah. word? Yeah, yeah. Um And then it was like heavy machine, like big machines. Like my father, went to work for my dad. Okay. And uh, I left there and went to like heavy, high speed automated machinery and just like just sheet metal stamping, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. You know, kind of scary stuff. Um, like I fell thirty feet once. Like gnarly giant machines. And uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I was like, I'm going to go to school. I can't be 50 years old carrying these chains, swinging these big hammers. Went to school and started a night school, you know, because I'm poor. Like, I had to work. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kids and stuff. It's like, ugh. They need food. And
1: and clothes sometimes. uh, You know,
0: I'm not buying them clothes. There's like ace bandages and tape. But. Whatever you know, um, but my ace, <sighs> ace bandages, bandages. <laughs> and
1: tape. <laughs> it was good. Uh, I don't. I can't it's, even. You know. It's, I don't even okay, know. I don't so
0: know where the, that. Exactly we are having came a good time, aren't we? I do like my children.
1: Oh well, that's good. I have two. Okay.
0: My daughter's eighteen. Yeah. And a sweetheart, and yeah. my son is twenty-one and a sweetheart. Very proud. And I of feel them. like they got both of that from me.
1: Okay. For sure. For all that. For sure of that they got the sweetness from came from me. Just you. Yeah, mm-hmm. just me. Just yeah. Me. It's in your DNA, I can it, tell.
0: Completely, completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> you know, my parents got divorced when I was like uh, 12. Okay. I was 12 years old. They split. And it was like dark times, dark times on the Morgan family. And uh, my mom met this amazing guy, Eric Forberger. He was like, just shined a uh, shined a light in a really dark place, you know, and, um, just like.
1: What was it that he did that your dad couldn't shine a bright light on?
0: You know, he was uh, just a very different man. Uh, you know, like that's a hard question to answer, you know, and I, and, you know, growing up, my father was one person and, um, maybe not the, greatest you know we were great at work though yes work was good
1: but maybe not his best self as a father or maybe a husband not his
0: best self as a father yeah kind of thumbs down might be the uh got it the emoji to go along with that okay statement.
1: and you are fine with that i feel like oh, yeah, no, no resentment around that or you do
0: um you know you can't really go back in time and change a whole lot of things.
1: I know, you know? but that's a, that like that's an advanced answer because a lot of people would still be hung up with that.
0: You know, I think that it, it, I don't know if it's an advanced answer or if it's like one of the things about one of the things about running a business is like you can run a business and you can be like yourself, maybe one other person, but when you have a crew of people, yeah, like like say. Fifty fucking one. Is
1: that so what you're So you have 51 right fucking
0: people that count on you and rely on you in yeah. your reaction time and how you are reactionary. If you're not calculated with it, you know, as you grow, like I've been in business since May of 2011.
1: Yeah.
0: And your reaction is everything. That knee-jerk reaction is is everything and you have to be more calculated or you're going to a hurt feelings and have people walk out. Yeah. Even when you don't mean to like, like if you're just like an abrasive human anyway, yeah, I'm clearly not sweet as the day is long, mm-hmm. but like you can say something in, and, and undress somebody in a way yeah. or explode and it does nothing but ruins that relationship and those people might as well not be there anymore and it's on you.
1: So when did you learn that?
0: Um, there's a guy who works for me and um, he did something very dumb. Very mm-hmm. dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. And uh, he's not made it again. But actually today is five years he's been there. Really? And I said a few things to him.
1: Yeah.
0: um, That were very demoralizing. Like I I just cut him down. And it's weird because, you know, I have this great ability to say the wrong thing. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Like like I'm the guy who's made your mom a joke and that guy's mom died. You know, like it's just my ability. So.
1: I'm going to connect this maybe. Was that modeled for you by your dad? And now you're trying to
0: not demonstrate that? Maybe. Maybe. Um, You know, my relationship with my father is very, it's very different. And it's like, uh, you know, when I left his company to go to a competing company. You did? Yeah. Well, how did
1: he respond to that? Was he pissed?
0: Uh, Yeah, we didn't talk for a few years, like seven, like five or seven. I don't remember right now. We just kind of quit talking. We just weren't friends anymore.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And,
0: uh, but I left and I made $12.50 on the hour more than what he was making. And you had a family. I I had a family. I had a family and I had children and I needed to eat beans.
1: And did he... Do you think, I mean, now you talk to him, so he finally accepted it?
0: Yeah, talked to him earlier today. You know, things happen. Like, I got divorced, um, and there was a time in my life where I had no choice, and I needed him, and I called him, and And he was he was there, and he was there to simply be there. He didn't have any strings attached. There was no nothing. There was always strings attached. There was always, I'll do this, but you do that. You know, the expectation yes. of kindness. Like, no one's ever fucking nice to somebody without an expectation behind it. Like, do you believe that? For sure. For sure.
1: Wait, the, let's like unpack a true that act of
0: kindness yes? is when you do something nice for somebody yeah. and you don't tell anybody.
1: Right. So there can be times. Where there is an act of kindness that's selfless.
0: In your in, in your 40-some years of life. Thank you, sir. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there time, like you can count how many times you've done that. I can.
1: You know what? I will say, I can count it, but it's not many.
0: Right. Right. Up until a few years ago, I could count it, but it's not many because you want recognition.
1: I know because that
0: feels good. Right, when really just being kind should be what feels good. Yeah, you know.
1: So we didn't totally, I know I asked you a question, We're so all over which the place. was I, know, I don't know, right. I, but it's I avoided totally
0: it. So good, <laughs>
1: you, did. you really worked around it. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. So your big learning lesson was with this guy that worked for you, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse, and you basically made him feel yeah. really small. Well, then how did you learn from it? Was he going to leave? Did he push back? No, how did you no. know?
0: I saw him. I took the wind out of his sail. Yeah, he was coming to work every day, and he was proud of where he worked. He was proud to work with me. He was proud of what we were doing. And I fucking took the wind out of his sail. Yeah, and I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes. You know, he was fucking like ten minutes late the next day. Right. So how did you make it right? The following. So what did you do? Um, I with him. Yes. There were other people there at the time. Yeah. That I. I wouldn't say I cared less about, but Jesse was my focus. I wanted him to be as good at bread or better than me. Got it. And, you know, I <laughs> I knew I needed to re-inspire him. I needed to show him that I was proud of him and that I do believe in him. And I do care for him as a human, not just as a baker. Yeah. You know, and so... I wouldn't say like ever since then or ever since, you know, whatever. That's just like the the thing that sticks in my mind. Yeah. There was probably a thousand other sure. things that were happening at that time that me being reactionary had ruined. Yeah. You know? Um, and now even today, even today there was something that was handed to me where I was instantly reactionary, but I stopped, took a breath, and then maybe 25 more breaths. <laughs> and then a cigarette and then some more <laughs> breaths <laughs> and then responded, Yeah, you know, and, and it's like, if you can't respond with kindness and with inspiration, you know, what's going on? Like I was reading this, like I took this trip to Paris, like when Mr. Klosterman um, invested into my business. Yeah, He, uh, we had to go to Germany actually to look at a machine. Was really cool. I'd never been out of the country, you know, like a trip like that. And I'm yeah. just like la da. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. oh my god. Yeah. And uh, so we're like, and so I bought this book just for easy, like just a light book. reading. Like mm-hmm. I got it. 16 hours in the plane. I'm going to knock this book out. You know. And I like to turn pages. I don't want it on my phone. I look yeah. at my phone enough. You know. And uh, <clears throat> and this guy was talking about the um, group that he ran. You know, and he was like, "It was the life and times of Sonny Barger."
1: Who is that?
0: That is the <laughs> that is the president of the Hells Angels Motorcycle Club. Really? <clears throat> yeah, you know, like it was just like a. But no, no,
1: no. This n- is what I love. So he has leadership lessons. That's for why sure. I wrote the book.
0: I'm sure. You know, it, well, the it. book was I think written more about like. Uh, how rad, rad dude! So rad, dude! You know what I mean? It was very oh, was it much a about him. On him. Yeah, it okay, was. Okay. He wrote it. You know what I mean? It was. It was like about his life and times. But in the book, which yeah. I mean, he had an interesting life, and he's got a very interesting outlook of the world. Yes, you know, and that I am somebody who appreciates. You yes. know, um, and he was talking about running a group of men who all come from different walks of life, who are all their different levels of, you know, whatever, their attitudes, their outlooks are all different. And how do we welcome a new person into that group? How do we get this entire group of people that maybe shouldn't mix yeah. to uh, to all go after the same goal? You know, and he just like talked about inspiring and taking minutes in time for the new person to make them feel part of the group. At the same time, working with the guy who's been there forever to, to make sure that he's still a part of the group and what our goal is and through example and through inspiration. And, and I guess maybe I it was stuff I was looking for, you know yeah. what I mean? And things yeah. were on my mind because maybe I could have just read that and fantasized about being a tough guy, yeah. you know, which yeah. is probably why I bought the book. Like, I'm going to think about being tough, you know, <laughs> and like but he, rad, didn't but, but he
1: didn't use that. He used the inspiration side. Yeah,
0: he used uh, that. He he wasn't there to whip and beat anybody. He was there to inspire and build. Yeah, you know, and 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 really, I've uh, I've just tried to inspire and build. You know, and move people around and and try to find what you're good at because you're here now and you show up every day and you're maybe only half stoned and you know like.
1: Does that bother you? Nah, you no, I do not care. I,
0: Look, there's four ingredients in bread: flour, water, salt, yeast. Yeah. If you're too stoned, you leave something out. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's like it's like. Does that bother me? It'll piss me the fuck off, and I'm coming at you. You know, and maybe not through inspiration, because that was just pure dumb. You right. know. Um. So yeah, it can it. I watch it handicap certain people. I watch them get to. Where they can't move forward and they don't understand and they don't see it because it's no big deal. Yeah. You know, and these are people, most of my employees are in, in early to mid-20s. Right. You know,
1: but life you, hasn't even
0: begun to start fucking you yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's.
1: But you, you live, <clears throat> I feel like you can model.
0: Oh, through. thanks. I've been working no, out. I know. No, <laughs> true. true.
1: No, but seriously, I think you can model for them. A sober lifestyle, right? I mean, Maybe I Maybe they don't even need that. But somebody that has fun, that's successful, that, you know, works hard. You don't need, you don't need to be stoned to come to
0: work. Right.
1: right. You don't need to be stoned to, every day to live.
0: No. I mean, I've definitely lived that way. You know, that was definitely a, a school a of thought for a long time. Yeah. Until it didn't work for me anymore. Right. And it might have ruined my life a little bit. You know, because I don't think... Most people don't change through just like oh, this is the problem. Right. Go change it. You know, well,
1: that's why I asked. That's why I think that defining moment for Jesse for you. That's why you remember that because that was something wasn't going right where you realized with the Jesse thing you made a mistake and needed to change it.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, for sure.
1: Okay, you mentioned Klosterman. Can you give us some background of what happened and that that whole acquisition, not acquisition
0: piece? Um, yeah, sure. Because uh, I think it's interesting. Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, but I want to, like, I think that we should take a step back okay. even even a little farther. Okay. You know, because we started to talk about how the bakery was born, like what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, tell and, me about and that. You know, with my stepdad, uh, you know, I left... I left the machine industry. I left the metalworking industry, went to school at night and got a job working for Johnson & Johnson. Okay. And I worked for orthoclinical diagnostics. It was like <laughs> la fucking da you know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. you know, for like, uh, like an ex-con who, you know, who, who'd been strung out and had so many so many gnarly things in their life, most self-induced. Yeah. Um, it was just really amazing. You know, like my last completed grade was the eighth. Like I didn't ever see, really? it. I, I don't think I actually didn't complete it. God. You know, like I, that I, is I, a great I'm, story. It's, it's, uh, well, I got, I got in jail and as a child and I'm like, I just never went back. Yeah. You know? And, uh, Fuck, like I was 24? I, man, I might have been 27 when I got my GED. You know? You got it. Yeah, I got it. I got it, I suppose. But <laughs> And then, you know, night school and things like that. Yeah. I, you know, and I got hired from this company. And I was making actually less than I was working on machinery. Like oh. my last year working on machinery versus my first year in the medical industry was... Like 40 grand difference. It was, a, difference. It was yeah. a big pay cut. Um, but, you know, but I had this great, this great gig, you know, and, and I felt really strong and I had to like button, put on buttons and shave and hide my tattoos and, you know, <laughs> and it was like, uh, I just felt very smart and, you know, yeah. and I was good. I was good at, I'm really, you know, I am, there is nothing. If I understand how something should work, I can fix it. Yeah. And it's, you know, and that's just, and it didn't really matter what. I've never fixed a clock.
1: Never?
0: Never fixed a clock. Maybe that I've could tried. be
1: 20. And you've tried? Oh, I've tried a
0: bunch. Watches and clocks. Forget about taking somebody else. I give up.
1: Damn.
0: I know. I fucks them up, though. Pretty, <laughs> like worse. <laughs> oh, this is a little broke. Broken. You know? Um. So, you know, every time I'd go visit my mom and my yeah. stepdad, uh, my stepdad had MS. Okay. And, you know, my little brother had Down syndrome. Okay. And uh <clears throat> you know, my mom bought this restaurant a long time ago, would have done amazing today. You know, like it was in Oakley, none of the chairs match. you walk through the garden what was to get it? into it. it was called Production Line Cafe. Okay. Um but she bought it, and, like, she was buying bread from a company called GTC Bakehouse. Okay. And the GTC Bakehouse was, like, Richard was a real baker, and they did real bread. And it, it was, like, I mean, this is a long-ass time ago. This 23 years ago. Okay. You know? And, uh, and so, like, uh, <laughs> it was just crazy, you know? And so Richard had cancer. And he approached my mother. He was saying, "Hey, I'm closing the doors, blah, you know." And my mom loved him. Like my mom and dad just thought the world of him. Mm. It's just super charismatic guy, whatever. And she's like, "What can I do? What can I do to help you?" Yeah, you know. And he was like, "Buy my bakery." Selfless act act of kindness. Selfless act of kindness, and uh, completely. And uh, so she said, "Okay," and they bought his bakery. And they went and lived out his days. You know, and uh
1: So they got the recipes.
0: Yeah, got the formulas, oven, everything. Okay. Everything on right. like the that.
1: oven is yeah. important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then how many years did they own that until you came in? <clears throat>
0: Well, they ran it directly into the ground very quick. Okay. Very quick. I can't give you time frames because I really was super checked out because when we'd go and see mom, it'd be like, oh, bakery, bakery, bakery. You know what I mean? It was always just like a bummer. Yeah. You know, and then they had to move. You know, you don't shut a bakery down. You don't close a bakery and reopen. You make it streamless, seamless, you know. You never once stop producing bread. Okay. It's insane. Okay. Um for wholesale. Got it. For retail, retail workout. Okay. Um and uh so whatever, you know, my dad got real you know, my stepdad got real sick, Bob's. Yeah. Uh he just was the end was near. Mm-hmm. And uh me and my brother decided to take over and my cousin all decided to take over the bakery. Oh, it was the three of you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, those bastards. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Why? Are you joking?
0: No, I'm not joking. It was the three of us, and I was, and, uh, you know, at the time, I was super bummed out um, yeah. that they left. But
1: What do you mean that they left?
0: Um, well, one of them had the audacity to go to medical school.
1: I can't believe him.
0: And the other one, who had, like, two kids and a degree <laughs> in engineering— Went and got an engineering grade how dare, job. How dare he? I don't
1: understand I don't know. these people. Uh, talk about selfish. Bastards. Yeah. So. So you're left with it. I'm you're left solo. With it. And So did you quit J&J to do I did. that? I did. That's crazy. What a right? fucking moron. Yeah. Not now. Are you kidding? Are you kidding?
0: I worked like six hours a day. There? <laughs> yeah. I know. That was field service. But look
1: at all your success now. Don't be like,
0: (laughs) I just wish I had that vacation time back, you know, and the short hours. Yeah, I'm stoked, man. I I do miss it. I do miss some things. You know what I miss? I'll tell you it is I miss machinery. I miss the smell of cutting fluid, and I miss swinging a hammer and moving heavy, heavy things that can crush and kill you.
1: I'm sorry I'm not laughing at you, but I I'm understand kind of laughing but there's you, like uh yeah. well, there's yeah, like a self-esteem
0: it. thing like uh when you go in and and no one in that factory could fix it and you walk in you and, can. and you're the one who does it or you know when it, when you're 23 years old and you're running a crew of 20 people to to move something that you have absolutely no idea and you know and like when you're standing at a at a machine, and you look up and your knees get scared. You're like, oh, man, that's really high up. And then you look down into the earth, how deep it is in there. And you're like, oh, I hope I don't fall. You know what I mean? Like, and in, in just that fear. Yeah. And then you're, next thing you know, you're climbing up on top of it, swinging a hammer, taking it apart, you know, or like when a helicopter comes in and puts a crown on a press and you're given directions. Like, that's rad. Exciting. It's pretty cool yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's weird is with bread, you end up, like my troubleshooting that, you know, because inevitably that's all you do there is your troubleshooting. Right. So, you know, with bakery, it's more moving parts and it's more troubleshooting than I ever did before. Wow. And then throw the human element on top of it is it's.
1: Which you like. I mean. I do.
0: Yeah. I do. I love, I love hate running a, running a crew.
1: Can you, can you tell decisions. the Klosterman story?
0: Yeah. I really sorry. To so anyway, blah, blah, blah. Bakery's running. Yes. I'm broke.
1: You rename it?
0: I renamed it. Well, it was called Sweet William's Bakery. Okay. My little brother, William, had downs. They named yeah. it after him. Cute. Um, but actually...
1: Is he if- still here?
0: No, he's passed. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, you know, I don't even remember what I was talking about. It's weird to lose a sibling.
1: Yeah. How old was he?
0: Let's 26.
1: How long ago did you lose him? Year and a half. Oh, not long. He was young. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he had a congestive heart failure. Is that And co- he caught pneumonia and uh, through some medical errors.
1: Was he living with your mom?
0: Yeah. Yeah, my mom was taking care of him and my dad, my stepdad who had a mass, and my son lived there for a while and helped. Really? Yeah. My son is... uh
1: Amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. Uh, I admire him. Yeah, very much. I couldn't have done that shit. I couldn't have I, You know, I mean, I couldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. That was, that was tough on him, you know, and he's, he's not lost an ounce of anything. He's still just as kind, you know, unless you're being slow at work, then he's going to chew your ass. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I don't remember what I was talking about, but.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> brother, it was named yeah, after your Sweet brother. Yes, yeah. You know,
0: the thing that was different about the bakery was the oven okay you know like uh you know there's blue oven in town who's wood fired it's their oven like okay. i get it you know what i mean like, like that's what makes them so different. like for
1: bread an oven makes a difference your oven
0: is how your bread's gonna end up okay you know, i didn't know look that. we can talk about the kind of flour we can talk about fermentation like yeah. that also adds to a lot of things but like uh you know, your oven is kind of how the crust's going to be, how the
1: and you bought that oven?
0: No, I mean it was the one that was in the bakery. Okay. Um, but I, it was a, uh, um, it was a forgone oven. It was a French oven, a French stone steam injected oven. Okay. Super solid. Like I could always make it work.
1: Here's why you were perfect for this job, though, right? Because you could fix it if it got broken. I'm like, right? airplane,
0: I have a drinking problem. <laughs> um,
1: Ryan just dripped his water on his shirt. You could fix it, That right? was all I did
0: when I first took over. I didn't know how to, anything about bread. Okay. I anything. I didn't even know, like, the difference between, like, good food and bad food.
1: Right. How did you learn that?
0: I mean, I understood nutrition, you know what I mean? Because I was, like, a weightlifter or whatever. But, okay. like, um, I hired a guy named Jeff Yankelow.
1: Okay
0: and Jeff came to the bakery and taught me how to make bread. He actually taught my little brother how to make bread and I was just kind of near him and I really stayed in on the fermentation part. Yes. But I was really just supposed to be the cops.
1: So is the fermentation part the scientific part too? Like is there oh, there yeah. science around that? You know. Going back to the engineer and you or the mechanic and you, you, right? You
0: can, but you can also dumb down fermentation to to speak about it a lot easier. You know, it's very approachable. There's a lot of ways that fermentation is approachable. It just runs 90% of the people away. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, can we talk Closterman?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, blah, 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 oven broke. Yes. Uh, Jesse was going to leave because he needed a job with insurance. Yes. Um, Mr. Closterman came in one day uh, and whatever like we met somehow this guy came in to sell me furniture he was like yeah my friend's a bread guy i was like who is it He was like chip klosterman it's like that'd be rad to meet that guy you know He was like he'd actually like to meet you
1: were you at this point was your business doing pretty well yeah
0: yeah okay. we were doing pretty good you know we were in
1: and did you do the sales on that or did you hire yeah i did somebody. all sales you all did sales. all the sales yeah you oversaw the team okay okay yeah.
0: I was a busy boy. Yeah, 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 I was a busy little beaver. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, I sold bread to Todd Kelly. He was my, he was, uh, at Orchids. He was a chef at Orchids at the time. I had no idea who he was, but I hired one of the pastry chefs there. Like a guy who would, I said pastry chef, a guy who worked in the pastry department.
1: Okay. Okay. And,
0: uh. He was actually a lunatic and <laughs> I still care about him. You know, <laughs> like he's not with us anymore, but yeah. he's alive. But he's yeah. not with 16 right, right, Bricks. Right, 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 right. But uh, he was like, you got to talk to Todd. You got to talk to Todd. You got to talk to Todd. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, he set up an appointment and I had absolutely no idea what I was going to say, do, Is that your first anything. customer? First customer. For, okay. First, First sales call, first, he wasn't my first customer, but he was the first 16 Bricks customer. First for a lot of ways. You Got know, it. There was Brew River was buying, was in the middle of buying bread from. Uh,
1: Where was that?
0: That was on Eastern, uh, Eastern Avenue. I totally yeah. remember
1: that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They
0: were buying bread from Sweet Williams. They enjoyed the hollow. It was as I was taking over the company. And so technically Brew River is the first customer that I had. Okay. You know, yeah. um, and, and, and they're still a customer and I'm still stoked about them yeah you know
1: so you go to orchids so i you go, go to
0: orchids and uh you know todd uh, was stoked on the bread i I learned a lot about like sales and like i was dirty yeah and, you know i was covered in flour it's just like work i just yeah. worked you know and i showed up and he was like so you own this company i was like yeah he was like or do you work there you know it was- <laughs> i was like I work here too yeah. you know and uh And so he agreed to buy the bread, but I had to make, I had to add two customers a week. Like he was like, you need to have more customers. And I never understood like, and I was just like, yes, sir. You know what I mean? It was like, he told me to do this. Why did he
1: say that? Why did he say that?
0: Because he knew I was about to go out of business. He just saw the writing on the wall.
1: What an awesome guy.
0: It's just an awesome guy. I mean, Todd was such a good dude. and. Like I've told the story a bunch of times, you know, and I and I always will, and I will always tell the story. Yeah. But like, I don't think he understands. Like, I think he's just a kind of human where he's like, "That's a problem. Fix it." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he doesn't understand what he did for me. Yeah, you know. But he and, and maybe he does. He'll, ne- you know, he's super humble, dude. He's never going to be like, "You're damn right." Right. You know what I mean? He's just not that way. Yeah. And uh, so he's like talking to me. And he's like, "Yeah, you know, once you get." This, he was like, sell a few more and I'll, and I'll put you in the banquet. Sell a few more, I'll put you in orchids. So if you, you know, wow. cause he first just put us in room service. It was That's only room amazing. service. And he made me grow and grew the bakery with us. So. Yeah. So we're still so there. I so
1: you're doing well. So we're doing
0: good. I meet Mr. Klosterman, you know, he's like sets up a meeting and, yeah. and I wasn't able to meet with him a few times. Like I was just busy. And Wait, then did
1: you like blow him off?
0: Well, I wouldn't say I blew him off. I just, it was, it was low on my list to meet another baker or bakery owner or something. Right. Like I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to understand like, how is it that you buy flour in silos off trains wow. when I get it? in bags delivered out of a lady's trunk
1: you know what i mean <laughs> like
0: there's got to be something you're doing and uh and he came in we had to finally hammer me down and uh i you know we were going to lunch and he came in and i was having a meeting with the crew like we were all just, just having a production meeting yeah and uh he came in and i said hey man i made you a couple pretzels They're over there we're gonna do this and we'll get out of here i'm sorry Can i I'm get one of those late Sure. Okay. Sure. Thanks. I'll bring one next time. Okay. Thanks. And uh, we went to lunch, and uh, I don't know. He was like, "Are you interested in selling your company?" And I was like, "Did
1: you have t- any idea that he that he was going to say that?"
0: I don't think he did. Oh. I don't think he did.
1: Okay. Did you sell it to him?
0: Uh, I sold him some of it for sure. You know, flash forward. I told him no. You did. I did. I was like, nope. And then a few months went by and he gave me a proposal. <sighs> what a fucking moron. But not him. <laughs> no, no, no. I, am I know. A moron. You yeah. know, I should have taken it and run. Um, now I got to work for it. Mm-hmm. I still might get that much money, but I got to do <laughs> an awful lot of work for it. You know? And, uh, and then we agreed on... Um, you know, and I just told him no and I wasn't ready to let go and yeah. I appreciated him and, yeah. and felt very complimented, you know. So flattering.
1: Yeah, it is flattering.
0: And uh and then my oven uh the burner cracked. It was gonna be twenty seven hundred dollars. The landlord raised the rent, eleven hundred dollars. I still hate that guy for that. Yeah. And because uh, he too. lowered it and now it's a gym. Um he just hated me. He just hated me. And I bounced a lot of checks to him. I don't blame him for hating me. You know. <laughs> and uh and Jesse yeah talked to me he had a kid in the in the meantime yes and he was like I need to go somewhere I can get insurance and yeah. this other guy needed more money and uh and, and I got home and I'm thinking I actually haven't drawing a nickel out of this place oh and i'm starving yeah i'm late on child support yeah i don't know how to make my next car payment i'm counting change to put in the gas to to get back and forth to work i was sleeping at the bakery more than i was sleeping at home yeah i hadn't seen my son he's eating baguettes and peanut butter and fucking pasta and uh oh, i bet you he's never eats spaghetti ever again ever i think he's probably done but uh and Mr. Klosterman called me. Chip called me and was like, hey, man, I got something for you. I think I've got it figured out. And so I go over and, and, I mean, God bless that guy. I mean, he's such a good dude. He's such a good dude, and he means so well. And uh, he's like, uh, he said, sell me 50% of the company. I'm going to put your guys on our insurance. I'm going to give them all two, $2 an hour raise. Oh, my gosh. Um. And come over here, and I'm going to build this bakery to your spec. You control all the dough. You control all of your people. I assist with distribution and your office. Like, help me run my company.
1: Yes. And,
0: uh, you know, I think the man just loved his father so much. And that bakery used to be called the French Baking Company, Oh. And I think that before his father passes, I think he wanted to put a French baking company in. I, I don't know. You know, and you, you'd probably get a completely different story if you asked Chip. Yeah. You know? Um, but that was three and a half years ago. And it's been some of the best three and a half years of my life. And I hope that he says the same thing, even though it was a just a piss poor investment for him. <laughs> you know? Like, I, I try every day to... I don't think it, that's
1: probably true. It's probably not,
0: you know, but I try every day to make him proud of what he did. And I never understand, like, it was very Todd Kelly-esque. Like, I don't know that he knows what he did for me and in, in, in the company and, uh, and my stepdad. Yeah. And uh it was just really neat. It was just really neat stuff, you know. And, like... <clears throat> like my, my pops, he just couldn't, he couldn't get around anymore and he was bedridden and he never got to see the new bakery, he never got to see what I did, you know, other than like through cameras, yeah. you know, or like videos I'd take and then I'd have to like put them on my iPads so they were like a little bigger, you know, because yeah. it's MS, like it affects everything it affected his mm-hmm. vision drastically, you know, and so it was. But he it sees
1: was, it, if you believe, maybe he sees it now.
0: Yeah, if you believe that kind of shit. Maybe. You know. <laughs> Maybe not. I mean, I'm not saying I don't or do, you know. I'm just saying. Yeah. It it would be rad if that was uh the case. You know, the old the old saying of he's looking down with pride, you know. <laughs> that would, that'd be great. That'd be great, you know. But yeah, that's that's kinda that's kinda how it was born and how me and Klosterman teamed up. Yeah. Um it's great. Distribution, I can get bread wherever. Um and the, bread's I, I can and, ask him and the bread any is amazing. You know, that was the other beautiful thing. That's like thing. the biggest.
1: I mean, I know that it's a business, but the bread is good.
0: Bread's good, man. Bread's good. We're, you know, I'm happy with it. 90% of it, I'm happy with. 85% of it, I'm happy with. Happy, not stoked. You know, I always want it to be better. What,
1: what's your favorite one?
0: Baguette. Or French baguette, I think, okay. is second to none. It's your favorite. It's it's my favorite. You know, as a, as a human, you know, you grow and what brings your next skill set, you know, and how do you judge your skills and how do you go about it, you know. And, and so I I tend to do ba- uh, bread competition and things like that and go up and always try to look at other things. So I, I get into a little bit different flours nowadays. Like I don't really eat a lot of industrial flour. Huh. I don't eat anything with white flour in it. You don't. Not usually. Yeah. When I do, I'll, I'll get down on on a French baguette or a ciabatta. I think I or love ciabatta that. and baguette or like better your ciabatta. than anything else. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, I love the French baguette because I always get it at, at the little store at Hyde yeah. Park Meats. But yeah. Park yeah. Meats. yeah, yeah, Meats. Yeah, he's good, dude. He is. um All right. Well, we need to wrap <clears> this up because okay. this has been amazing.
0: Cool. I'm ready to quit talking.
1: I I don't want you to quit talking. Well,
0: I like really. tell you the story about. <laughs>
1: Any final words? No. Uh, thank you for being
0: here tonight. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. You're awesome. Telling.
1: I want to thank everyone behind the scenes, especially Adrian, Donica and the team at Gwyn Sound. Also, please find us on social media outlets at Fail Forward Pod. Hi, fans. In the next few weeks, we are going to be launching a Patreon page on our website, failforwardpod.com Patreon, you're probably wondering what that is but it's a membership platform that allows you to donate and support all the shows that you love you probably don't know this but all of our costs have been out of pocket and from people donating their time so now that we've proven interest in the show, we want to pay those awesome people back for all of their hard work so be on the lookout for more information on how your patronage of $5 or more a month, can help us continue to spread the word of Failing Forward.